0: So welcome to Property Entrepreneurs Network interviews that we do. Today Hello. we have with us, today we have with us the awesome Raheem Barr. He's based in Cardiff and he runs a company called Bar Properties and he's doing very, very well for himself. He approached me some time ago uh, and I checked him and when I spoke with him, I found him very, very inspiring. Uh, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna ask a few questions to this guy so that to to, to share with you an inspirational story and as well as share with you what is it that he did that you can do to be more successful and achieve more. And so I'm gonna ask you a few questions. So welcome, Reem.
1: Oh yeah, thanks. Thanks very much, Jack. Um, I'm really truly inspired by your, by your channel as well. Obviously, that's the reason why I approached you. I've seen lots of videos you've been posting um, on social media, Facebook groups and WhatsApp groups. I'm really truly inspired uh, in what you're doing as well. That's the reason why I wanted to come in your channel and also share my, um, my, my um, passion about properties. And as you said, my name is Rahim. I'm a property investor and an estate agent and I'm based in Cardiff.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. That's, the, that's you know, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Oh, thank you. Really nice to see you too.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's the journey all about? Share a bit of that with us.
1: Well, um, uh, as you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an African. Um, I was born in Guinea, West Africa. I don't know if you know that country. Obviously, I migrated. Um, I moved to the UK at the age of 15 without my parents. I was alone. Um, I went through the system in terms of living with foster families, so I went through that journey. Um, uh, Was in London, where there was lots of crimes in London, but obviously as a teenager, you know, um, uh, living in London was really, really difficult. So I always tried to actually differentiate myself among um, people, but it was really hard. I was able to go to school. Um, I went to secondary school in in Croydon and then went to college and then I was able to go to university to um, study accountancy and finance. But as you know that's what that was my dream job that's what i thought was gonna get me financial but that's that's what i thought was gonna get me money that's what i thought was gonna get me to where i wanted to 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 go but um few months into the job i realized looking looking at my directors working ridiculous long hours traveling countries to crown countries don't have time for their family don't have time to do anything i looked at myself i said oh is this the life i want to live in 10 years time and then i absolutely said to myself no 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 then my brain went to a search mode because i wanted something that could make me financially free at the same time have the time to stand have the time to spend with family so i went to search mode, thinking about different strategies online businesses lots of things came to my mind Um, i I had property behind my back because i used to communicate that with my um, university Friends as well, but I was thinking I needed lots of money to invest. I thought I needed about hundred thousand pounds. I didn't have that money because the thing is, I just finished uni, I didn't know I wasn't getting paid a lot of money. And I started going into search mode, I kept searching and searching and searching until I bumped into a video on YouTube that told, told me about a strategy that I don't really need money to execute. And I was like, Brilliant! Then I explored that strategy, started learning about it. I was in my bed, I'd study until like three in the morning, sometimes four in the morning, wake up, six o'clock, I'm at work. I did that research, research, research until I know what strategy it was. Then I executed that strategy to get me to um, where I am going. So that's all how I started, basically. That sounds very interesting. So would you like to
0: share with us? What are you focused on? What kind of strategy are you talking about?
1: Well, um, uh, when i started this um this uh, it's called a rent to rent strategy it's a strategy where you would rent a house usually three bedroom house with a two reception room something like that that you could convert into a multi-light or hmo and rent it out room by rooms to the to uh, student professionals or single people and then you get the revenue from that sort of renting and then deduct the cost and the rent you pay to the landlord and you make the difference. So that's how I started. But obviously it was difficult for me then because I did not know what that is. And I did not go to any courses then because I thought there was no course out there. I just had a short video. But obviously I did not have money then as well because I just started. Um, So what I did was to immerse myself in doing the research. I was learning every single day, sometimes 10 or 15, 15 hours a day, right? So back then, I was living in a shared house, right, with my landlord. My landlord happened to live in that property. So I did all this research, but I didn't have the money because I needed money to, to, um, to um, actually start. Um, I went and met my landlord. I approached him. I said uh, to my landlord, oh, I really have a strategy of um, uh, having properties that you don't really need to buy. My landlord was so intrigued. He wanted to know what that was. Then I explained this strategy to him. You know, he was one of those landlords who was really laid back. He's already had what he had. He's happy with it. But when I explained that strategy to him, when I explained rent-to-rent to to him, he sounds really, really interested. He said, Rahim, if you can get me this deal, I can fund Mm them." right? Obviously, that's how I started. And then I went out there searching for these deals. I searched for so many deals. As you know, um, if you are from the ethnic minority, people tend to look down on you. They'll That's be thinking, like why would I give you this property, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it was difficult for me. It was really, really hard. It took me about six months for me to get my first deal. And uh, I faced lots of no's. I faced lots of headbangs because people were just neglecting me. They don't want to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but, but the thing, the good thing about it was I, I've already faced it when I was a teenager. Because obviously, um, when I was young, I did not have a role model. I did not have someone to um, look up to. And in London, you know, they, you know, there was that difference, segregation. You've got your own corner. You have to fight your corner to um, survive. So I had that drive in me to push me that allows me to actually go through all those hurdles. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I was able to go through these hurdles. I had so many people telling me no because of my race, because of my ethnicity, because of the way I look and but um, I was able to convince the landlord who was happy for me to take on their property Mm -hmm. right so when I saw this property it was a seven bedroom house with two reception room and one office Mm -hmm. right so I met the landlord I said how about if I can take this property off you for a for a guaranteed rent free repair and maintenance three, you'll get your guaranteed rent with no voids Mm -hmm. and you don't have to pay any management fees. How does Mm -hmm. that sound to you? Then Mm -hmm. he's like, that sounds too good to be true, Mm -hmm. right? And he was thinking, how can I afford it? Mm -hmm. So, But then I used my accountancy profession to say, Mm -hmm. well, I'm an accountant, for example. Mm -hmm. I can afford Mm -hmm. to pay your rent and I'm happy to give you a personal guarantee. Mm -hmm. So I was able to convince the landlord um, to, to actually give me the property. But the trouble I had then, I did not have money right? Because I used to spend all the money I had because it wasn't a much. It, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't much then. So I went to my actual landlord who I live with. Mm-hmm. I told him, I've got this deal. This is the deal. This is how much I'm going to pay for the deal. Mm-hmm. But this is the money we need. Mm-hmm. The landlord said, are you sure? Are you 100% sure? I said, I'm 100% certain we've got this deal, right? I said, okay, brilliant. So I know now I've got the money, right? I now need to go and Actually, get the deal. I need to rubber stamp it. Mm -hmm. So I went to the landlord. I said, Listen, I went to the landlord who's going to give me his property and told him, Yes, I'm happy to take the property on, draft the contract, did Mm -hmm. everything. I presented it to him. I said, This is it, read it. Mm -hmm. And it's guaranteed rent. So obviously, because I don't have any background, then he asked me to give him a personal guarantee, provide him with my pay Mm sleeves, employment contract, and he has to do employment reference check just to make sure that. I am who I am. Mm-hmm, yes. Then obviously, he did all that. He was happy with it. And then obviously, worked with my current landlord, who I'm living with. Then we had that property, right? When I had the property, when, we, when I signed that first contract, I was amazed. After six months, I was able to get my first deal. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, I went to the landlord. The landlord, who I used to live with, funded the deal. So what we did was, basically, we went to the property. Mm-hmm. It was a... It was seven bedrooms, two reception and one office. So what we did was I said, oh, you know what? We can convert one of the reception rooms into bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And the office room, if it's big enough, we can convert it to another bedroom, That's right? So, so what I did was I went to the, I, I rang the council. I asked the council if I could convert the office mm-hmm. into a bedroom mm-hmm. and the two reception rooms actually into two bedrooms because the kitchen was massive. Okay. It was this massive Victorian buildings. And then the council said, yes, as long as the rooms size are the same, mm-hmm. um, hits the minimum standard, I could yeah. use it. And they yeah. could extend the HMO license to those occupancy. Yes. So yes, I was able to go through that. And I was able to convert seven bedroom house into nine lettable rooms. Yes.
0: Yes. Right. And that's a very profitable deal.
1: It was a profitable deal. So when I thought about it I spoke to the land I spoke to the council the council was happy with it obviously the the landlord paid for the month rent and the deposit we needed then obviously we recycled all the furnitures we had there obviously we converted the two reception rooms in the bedroom furnished it we did the work we bought the furnitures we installed the furnitures we cleaned and painted the whole house within a week mm-hmm. the, my current landlord and me we did everything so mm-hmm. I used to go to work from I say eight to six come back have dinner go straight to painting and decorating that that house so once we've got the one, once we furnished the property we spent about 5000 mm-hmm. pounds right to get the deal done but that wasn't any of my money it was the landlord's money mm-hmm. so obviously we were able to let all the rooms out within say within a week actually we rent, we rented all the nine bedrooms mm-hmm. so we were making about about 3500 pounds a month per deal and we were paying the landlord only one thousand pounds rent right less all bills we were making about one thousand five hundred pounds profit net on that deal and i was thinking to myself how many of these deals can i do Mm -hmm. right how many of these deals can i do what i did was to rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and then obviously i used those money to do what i'm doing now so that's how i started it was difficult don't get me wrong but again Mm -hmm. When you face difficulties, that's the time you need to actually steadfast and continue mm-hmm. striving, continue yes. pushing until you get to that level where you want to go. So that's the strategy I use to actually, to actually get me to where I am now. That sounds amazing. So
0: the question is, how are you coping with this COVID and rent-to-rent um, are you getting all the rent from your rent-to-rent properties that you have you have a, a, a substantial portfolio of rent-to-rent now are you getting all the rent are you able to pay off the landlords what's your strategy there how are you coping up with COVID and your rent-to-rent portfolio uh,
1: basically so what happened when when COVID started I, I, I was in India then actually when I went to India to um, a business event so I got back, and um, I realized it's gone worse than I, I predicted. So what I did was I was proactive, basically. I sent emails to the landlord and told them what the situation was and the, the facilities that the government provided for mortgage payment holidays. So I gave them a head start to make mm. sure they start applying for those sort of things. And also contacted my tenant and told them if they're having any difficulties or any issues to contact us di- directly so we can find a way to help them. So um, I started it that way. So when things goes worse, I sent another email to my landlord. I said to them, I may not be able to guarantee you the rent mm-hmm. because of the coronavirus. And as a result, some of my clients or my tenants are unable to pay or may not be able to pay due to the furlough or due to being isolated or due to have been lost their um, employment. So therefore, I've always paid rent. I've always worked with you really, really well. I really do hope you can understand this situation. I may not be able to guarantee you the rent. So I sent that email out vaguely. That's the sort of line that email was on. Sent it to the landlord. Most of the landlords were so happy about it. It's, they're not happy about it, but they did appreciate it because they understand it was out of my control. Mm-hmm. It's something that I cannot control. So they, they, they said, Raheem, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. Pay me what you can afford to pay me, mm-hmm. right? And once this thing goes away, we could easily go back to where we were. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, they were happy for me to confront them that, that way. And they were also happy that I told them about the mortgage payment holiday. So um, uh, that's how we are now so what I what I do now is basically is to I'm not making lots of money out of the properties anymore I just want to keep my business going so what I do whatever rent is paid I deduct the expenses and the utilities and pay the landlord the net right so at least the landlord's got something coming in so -hmm. there are some landlords who are difficult to deal with some of them I said listen this is what it is right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I cannot afford to pay you the rent. Some of them want me, want it to go as a loan. I mm-hmm. said, I'd love to take it as a loan if the tenant was struggling to pay and they will pay me later on, I'm happy to pay whatever they've paid back. Mm-hmm. Or if they just bug off, I'm happy to deduct some of their de- deposit and pay that back to you. But I don't want to take it as a debt, mm-hmm. basically. Some landlord was happy about it. Some, some of them said, uh, No, I can't. I said, unfortunately, I may not be able to continue. Mm-hmm. Right? In this exceptional circumstances, I may not be able to continue. But what I did then, be- before I break the relationship, I said, Okay, now what I could do, I could hand the property over with you with the current tenant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So those tenants can pay you directly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Obviously, some landlords were happy with that. I was able to hand it over to them. And they also told me, Rahim, if everything comes back to normal, I'm happy to hand the property back to you. The ones that are happy for me to deduct the guaranteed rent mm-hmm. or paid them whatever I have, we are still mm-hmm. in operation. And also in terms of the rent to essays I have, because I do have rent to essays as well, obviously when this happened, we had lots of sort of cancellations, over 40K cancellations. Okay. So um, obviously that literally went from four-figure or five-figure income to actually zero so what mm-hmm. i did again i liaised with the landlords those properties told them what we could do now and again i may not be able to guarantee you the, the um rent but what i could do is to put your property online and let it out as a tenant mm-hmm. in a, a minimum single. six months yeah. like, like a standard AST. exactly yes. like a standard, standard AST until we get through this right and again most of them were happy about it they said instead of having the property empty let's get people there so what i did obviously i advertise these properties online and then i've got tenants in those properties that are on some are on monthly rolling contract and some are on six month tenancy so here's
0: a question for you so out of the as many rent to rents either hmos or essays that you had how many of them have you lost what percentage have you lost
1: oh i would say i've only lost about two percent
0: two percent so you've only yeah. lost maybe one property or two properties
1: correct yes that's what okay. i've lost the um, reason why i lost those properties is because um the landlord some of, did not understand what the current situation is mm-hmm. and uh, they failed to realize it is beyond our control mm-hmm. right and they've lost the property some of them also thought they would have tenants to occupy these properties mm-hmm. because you know they've got these temporal sort of hospitals built yeah. Um, around Cardiff but obviously that backfired on them so now the property is empty and they've still come back to me ask me to put the property for them on the market mm-hmm. I'm not actually on rent to rent basis on them anymore but however I've advertised it for them should we have mm-hmm. a, cor- a long-term tenant we would put the right long-term tenant in, in those properties so
0: you're obviously. dealing it from the other side okay yes, I understand correct. that okay yes. so as an as an agent uh, I understand that your main focus is to take on any properties for yourself But when you're working as an agent and if if a property that does not meet your criteria, what do do you do with that? How do you deal with other sides of the property?
1: So basically, if the property doesn't hit our criteria or we are tied up, with doing lots of deals. So what we do, we push them onto investors Mm -hmm. and uh, property people like yourself to, to um, sell it on to um, investors who may be interested or investors who those property hits their criteria. So um, I work with lots of sources, lots of properties investors as well. So um, obviously that's what we do. We push those properties to, to the people that may be, may be interested to um, buy them. And I've got Wait, lots of things coming in. Yeah,
0: okay, okay, that, that, that sounds good. Well, I mean, we are not into rent to rent at all. Like I, I would not even touch anything that's rent to rent. Uh, our main focus is the, is the property tech platform uh, and obviously land and development is That's what we're mainly focused on. Uh, but OK, so that's good. So tell us a bit more about the challenges. I know you, you said to us that it took you six months to take on your first deal and so on and so forth. But what was like after that? What kind of challenges have you faced after taking on your first deal?
1: Well, after taking, off your, after taking on your first deal, obviously, it's a try and error. You, need to, you, you, you sometimes learn, you know, mm-hmm. unless if you have a mentor who can guide you through the process, brilliant. But if you don't have a mentor, it's all try and error. What I did was um, I, need, I had to make a certain minimum sort of requirement for me to be able to get these deals. For example, when I just started, I said I need to have a minimum £90 profit per bedroom. Mm -hmm. right any deals i analyze if they cannot bring that back to me Mm -hmm. i let go of those deals. and
0: that's that's per month right that's 99 a month yeah
1: 90 pounds per month because if that doesn't add up if you have one room empty because the difficulties i had when i take on these lots of deals at the beginning Mm -hmm. i was just taking them on i was not i was not i was not working on on the profit margin so Mm -hmm. i end up realizing once one bedroom is empty all my profit margin are gone
0: is wiped
1: out, yes. So obviously that it that, that, that was the main difficulty. So whoever is going to rent and make sure you're having a hefty sort of margin to cover you even one of the bedrooms are empty. Is, is because wired, you yeah. would face that difficulty. However, if you've got over ten properties, they would look after themselves, you see. Yes. That yes. way, even if you make four hundred pounds in one property or five hundred pounds in another property, yeah. it would actually help help help.
0: It's a volume, it's a volume game. yeah. Yeah, Correct. yeah yes. Okay.
1: And the other d- difficulties I faced was when I started is people don't understand the rent-to-rent strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, especially agents. They were thinking this is a sublatin thing, and landlord did not understand it. So I have to explain to them there are two types of rent-to-rent sort of contract. We have the management contract side of things, mm-hmm. and we also have the commercial side of things. Mm-hmm. Management contract side of things is where where the landlord you act as a management agent on behalf of the landlord yeah. so you would you would issue tenancies on the behalf of the landlord mm. but if you take the property on on a commercial lease basis is where you would issue the tenancy as you are the owner of the property that's right yes you have complete responsibility of that property that gives you um, uh, also um, uh, reliability to the tenant because if the tenant know you don't own that property or you're just a management agent, they don't sort of go abide to the rules. So mm-hmm. if you're in a, in as the owner of the property, that mm-hmm. also builds that sort of free relationship. And that also reassure the landlord that you look after the property. Yes. And you are not a management agent. So most of my contracts are on commercial lease basis instead of management lease basis. So that was the difficulties I faced. And the other difficulty I faced when I started was um, a reputation. I did not have something to show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you've got a job, try to use that, use that in your conversation because what helps me um, in most of the uh, com- conversation I had with landlord is saying I'm an accountant. So when I said I'm an accountant, they had a different perspective of you. Yes. right. So that also helped me. Um, the, my best landlord to date is a landlord that I try to get for about 12 months. Mm-hmm. I was after that landlord for 12 months
0: before, you knocked, got him.
1: before I got him. Uh, and to, Today, I've got 90% of his properties. It was okay. difficult. It was hard. You know, he turned me down. He he was racist against me as well, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I did not take it to heart because mm-hmm. I know I want to get to, through to where I want to go. So, mm-hmm. obviously, he confessed to me afterwards because now he calls me his nephew. Funny, mm-hmm. not, okay. right? Okay. So, um, he told me, he said, Raheem, I need to be honest. Um, I was this, 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 this about you. Please do... Uh, um i i apologize forgive me then i said listen there's no hot feelings i knew it but end of the day now you know who i am now that same landlord has referred me to over 10 landlords okay
0: that's interesting
1: right so again don't see the difficulties as an obstacle see it as an obstacle that you can get through yes. once you get through that huddle the most difficult landlord to acquire would be the best landlord
0: would you be just this. have to
1: strive and push Keep striving, yeah, yeah. keep pushing until you get through that huddle. Once they know yes. who you are and they're comfortable, comfortable with you, yeah. you will become a family. Because now that landlord, even if he's doing parties or weddings, he mm. invites me as his yeah, nephew, see, yeah. yes, right? So yes. if you look at the journey, where we, where we came from to where we are going, he even invited me to his mosque. Okay. Right? He invited me to his mosque so that he can... Because I've got a Muslim name and I'm a Muslim, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, to yeah. see... If I, if I even know how to pray, right? <laughs> okay, so obviously. So you can see how you, how you, how you get through, through to these hurdles. But if yeah. I'd give up, I wouldn't have 10 of these properties, for example, yes. today. And yes. these are generating me over 2,000 pounds a month. So yeah. again, those are the obstacles you, you, you will face. But don't take it personal. It's yeah. business. Yeah, yeah. Day, the, the moment you take it personal is the moment you will fail. Just yes. say, this is part of the journey. I'm just going to go through it and then ease yourself away from it
0: absolutely agree with you. I think these are very, very wise words for those who are listening. I can assure you that I've been through the journey and every word that Raheem has just said is so true that yeah. if you keep persisting, you keep striving, you will get there. And that I can, I think me and Raheem can actually promise you for as long as you keep striving. You know, one of the things that I learned from um, Jim Ron um, yeah. is that, you know, it's something that he has, how many times do I keep trying till actually make it, well, as many times as it takes, right? Yeah. So, so, so you, you, you know, these are really, really wise words. Thank you, Rahim, for sharing those.
1: Yeah, that's so, fine. A, f- a friend of mine also, um, he's a coach of mine. I don't know if you know who he is, Tony Robbins. Um, yes. He coaches me as well. So he, he did say to me, um, uh, the sky is the limit, mm-hmm. right? Don't take no as an answer, right? You have to strive until you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, it's not an easy ride. He said it's hard work, but the hard work is what pays off. Mm-hmm. You work hard behind closed doors and manifest that outside. People who do not know would think, oh, this was so easy for this guy. He just buffed up like that. But, yeah. he, but you work harder behind closed doors to yes. uh, manifest that um, yes. out there. So obviously... I says no, it's not easy, but you have to get it done. If it was easy, everybody would have gone through it. This is how I see it. If it's easy, everybody would be on it. If everybody be on it, there's no profit in it. But um, it has to be hard. If it's not hard, you wouldn't even appreciate it. You you wouldn't even appreciate it, yes. But I think the best way I think people could do if you want to go into property is to have a mentor. Mentor would literally accelerate your way to success. That's you know, true. because when I start raising money, I had mentors, I had coaches, they coach mm-hmm. me. Any issues I have, they actually just I just give them a call and they mm-hmm. actually help me um is through that difficulties.
0: Absolutely agree with you there, Raheem. Okay, yeah. so share with us that what is what is your vision? Where do you see yourself in the next five, 10, 20 years time?
1: Right, okay. So as I said, I started with rent to rent. I've now diverse to rent to service accommodation. I moved on to buy to let and -hmm. now I'm doing buy, refurbish and refinance. Mm -hmm. And obviously I've got my estate agency, as you can see behind me, this is my estate agency working independently and separately to my um, business. So my five-year goal is to to start developing a minimum of five new, sorry, a minimum of 10 new builds every six months. So obviously I'm in process of acquiring a land here in South Wales Mm-hmm. that would enable me to build at least 20 units on them. So we are in the process of acquiring that. And once that's acquired, we're hoping to complete that within a year or two. And then I'm, I hope to replicate that. After we've done this 20 units, I'm looking to try to do 30 units um, mm-hmm. in my next deal. And then obviously 40 units oh. and continue that, that way. So I'm looking to go into development big time and then obviously get the other property strategies working along the way.
0: That's awesome where can people find you how can you help people first of all and then where can people find you
1: um yes um and what i did was obviously i've had lots of people contacted me um, in regards to mentorship or coaching so what i've done now is, is to is to structure a course a free course mm-hmm. you don't have to pay a- anything for it for me to share where i start how i get my first deal and how i use rent to rent, to rent strategy to um, uh, get me to um, where i am so i am doing a free course it was meant to be an event in birmingham but mm-hmm. due to coronavirus we've moved it online now so mm-hmm. um the, the course it's on the 25th of april mm-hmm. um this it will be a week today and it starts from 10 to, to um, 3 p.m. Um, if you ever want to join, feel free to join. It's a free course. Obviously, if you need advice, there's no upsell there as well. If you ever want me to coach you in the future or mentor you, then obviously I will charge you a small fee for that. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find me, I'm, I'm on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. follow me on my U- U- YouTube page, Rahim Bar, And again, mm-hmm. on Facebook, it's Rahim Bar or Bar Properties. And I'm on Instagram, Bar underscore Properties and also uh, you can find me on linkedin uh, which is Bar, which is rahim Bar as well and obviously if you want to contact me via, via my website is www.barproperties.co.uk.
0: i'm actually going to share a link to of your website below this video uh, when it's ready uh, thank but uh, thank you for being on the show rahim it's been an absolute pleasure uh, you know asking you these questions uh, you know learning from your wisdom it's an absolute absolute pleasure
1: really 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 ni- nice to share my um, journey with, with you as well i look to be doing lots of these with you if you want me to discuss any specific strategy if it be purchase lease option sourcing um rent to rent we could have a whole topic discussion about one strategy where i would share what i've learned what are the difficulties i face and what are the successes as well more than happy to um, share all these with That's you awesome. and your clients
0: that's awesome. Any, uh, everyone who's watching this, I'd recommend you to jump on the free course that Raheem is providing on the 25th of April between 10 and 3. I will leave the link to his company website so you can contact him directly. Like he said, you can follow him, him on pretty much all social channels with either Rahim Bar or Bar Properties. So yeah, thank you for watching. Have an absolutely amazing day and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you. Peace.